0: The inheritance that we're giving to our kids, because there's way more to inheritance than hopefully a little bit of cash when the parents croak. No, there's a lot more to it. And one of the main things is breathing, how we breathe. We inherit our parents' breathing patterns.
1: The way that we show up to lead ourselves through our words, through our stories, and overall through our language is one of the most important skills that we can learn as human beings today. And that's why myself and Lauren have both taken Mark's level one course in his enlifted language certification, but I've also taken all the way up to his level three. And the tools in there can apply to anybody, but especially if you're a coach, I would highly recommend checking it out. He will take you through a very simple and powerful powerful system to dismantle the stories that you tell yourself that are no longer working for you and how you can create new possibilities from that. If you want to go ahead and join his Enlifted Level 1 certification, he's been kind enough to extend a discount to PATH listeners. Go ahead and check out the show notes for more information and how to claim that discount today on his Level 1 cert. Welcome to the PATH Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that unchartered trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. Today on the show, we're joined by Enlifted co-founder, Mark England. Mark is a friend of mine who I've known for over four years, and I've taken his level one, level two, and level three Enlifted certification courses. Mark is one of the very best, best people in the world when it comes to language. And in today's podcast, we discuss the influence of our language on children, the impact of breathing on parenting. There are some gems in this show for fathers. We go over so many aspects that will benefit no matter who you are. However, there's something very special in the show that was, it was big for me. And so I know all the papas out there are going to benefit. We also discuss the role of imagination and creativity. And this podcast is going to be a must for anybody who works with me. And I know you're going to love it. Let's jump in with Mark England. Just like this podcast, the best place to start. Again, virtual works better actually than I would have thought in Mm -hmm. all this work from coaching to movement and getting you right in front of me and getting to witness how you move and getting to just tune into that environment and bring you into the home. And like, there's just something... Uh, obvious and also, like, subtle that happens in that space.
0: For sure. And the things that I've gotten, there's one thing that I've gotten very good at in my life. Everything else is way not there. And the things that I've progressed at, having someone who's expert level at it, putting their attention on you, There's there's the what you think you're getting and what you are getting... Consciously, the conscious interaction, the conscious instruction. And then there's also the the Malcolm Gladwell blink, can't put a finger on it, transfer of the thing in those interactions. And it's it's in person will will always win. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, it will always win. Mm. However cool he gets the metaverse, cool, quote unquote. And so I live 10 minutes outside of a one-stop light town in Dillwyn, Virginia. Um, we now have a large Amish population mm. in the county, which I think is fantastic. I get raw milk from Amos. And we have on our road um, one of the baller Amish. There are levels. There's, there's a dominance hierarchy to Amish too. And we have one of the baller Amish on our road. He owns the hardware store and he's got some kids. And so um, they built the Amish school On our road, Mm. so four days a week, I drive out, and there's twenty five, thirty little Amish kids running around. I'll go on walks, and I'll hear them singing songs. And 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 have you ever? It's a specific and odd question. Have you ever, by chance, watched Amish kids play soccer? (laughs)
1: definitely not bro Dude, educate me I haven't met anyone I haven't
0: asked that many people really but and because it took me a while to to figure out why why is this so different other than they're Amish with suspenders and hats and you know no beards because they're like you know kids but it's silent dude Mm. it's silent Mm. there's no there's no huffing and puffing none of them are at any means like they look like all the kids have looked up until the last, like, recent history. Very healthy. Um, and there's no huffing and puffing There's no trash talking. There's no noises, nothing. It's just the game and the ball. It's super weird. And why I bring that up is because I just touched on the metaverse. So, the, uh, I'm, I have an Amish line in the sand with technology. <laughs> <laughs> VR, dude. VR. I'm not, I'm not negations acknowledged everywhere. Ne- I will never put one of those things on my face.
1: Mm.
0: It's like someone, I think it was in the 1600s, late 60s or early 1700s. Somebody in the Amish, they they looked at, you know, a tire or something like that. Or somebody had a new tool and they're like, nope, nope. Everything before now, cool. After now, not cool. And that's this is one of my lines in the sand. After I saw that picture of Mark Zuckerberg walking through that, with that shit-eating grin on his face, and there's hundreds of people in the room with, I'll send it to you. Not just Dark Rigatoni, the the we'll get <laughs> the dark, Darth Rigatoni too. Yeah, um, the he's walking through this huge auditorium, and there's all these people with on VR, and he's it, it's like. I know spooky an opinion. That's spooky. And yeah. I'm never
1: putting on some VR. Yeah. It's, yeah. I have it. They I've can never keep put, it. Leave me behind. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that's, well, you got to meet, and I'm really excited for you to spend hopefully a little bit of time today and or tomorrow, depending on our flow works, but you got to meet Luca, mm-hmm. uh, who's 11 months now. And, you know, the things that are in my awareness, the things that I'm concerned about, the thing like I'm rightfully so like more mindful than I have before because now I have someone that's basically entrusted in my care and my protection to prepare him for the world. And there's certain things that, you know, Lauren and I, and we're a great team and there's certain things that we're pretty clear about like there are areas of life that we, at this point in time, non-compromising areas that we're willing to compromise. And then, um, and the technology piece man i'm like it's uh it's a it's a double edged sword i know we're going to talk a lot about language today but it's one of those things where i'm like you know i've heard the arguments that like oh they're going to need it to navigate in the world and like i get that however it's like as much as possible i'm not saying we're we're you know going to be crazy rigid but at the same time it's like i'm holding off as long as possible and recognizing that so much of like, a healthy foundation in the house. He's 11 months old. Like, he's not... Like, he doesn't need, for example, processed sugar. Like, he he doesn't even know what the hell that is. Technology, like, he doesn't even know what he's missing. It's really just up to us to create that environment for him and engage with him and be present. So, all these things, man, like, I appreciate that you have a line in the sand because there's certain things that, like, you know, it's okay to compromise, but then there's certain things dependent on what's important to you and your values. And being a new dad, like... It's just brought it full circle because it's like, now I'm modeling that to him. Sure. So, yeah, bro. Um, and with on the language thing, you know, one of the things that I remember when I first took lifted One. So, as you well know, I've done Enlifted One, two, three uh, tools that I use, I mean, every single day and also in the men's work and everything that I do. And I remember being in lifted Level One. And it wasn't just me, but it was multiple people in the class at different points. It said like, damn. I wish we had these tools when we were little, right? Or I wish we had these tools when we were growing up. And that's really what, you know, you've got, if I'm not mistaken, you've got a niece and a nephew? Good good memory. I've got
0: five, uh, three three nieces and two two nephews.
1: Okay. So- I really want to dive into this today in terms of like raising kids, or even if you don't have kids, like how can we, you know, a lot of it is yeah. in the work. It's like speaking to our own little inner yeah. child. Yeah. What have you seen? And can you share some examples of some of your nieces and nephews? Like, like, what do you think about language work? What do you see? Where are their challenges? And and let's just start breaking that stuff down.
0: Yeah, sure. We'll We'll start with a good example of what a either moderated exposure to technology looks like or, or mm. I, 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 I was only there for two days. And so it was just at the Schmidt's, Dave and Dana Schmidt. They say, hello, <laughs> I have some bone broth for you. real Seriously. And um, I spent two days at their house, did a workshop in the middle. We did very cool events. It was in lifted, yoga, sound, and then Dave's, oh, cooking. So, yeah, Dave's right. cooking. Yeah, Dave's yeah, that's cooking. That's it off. Yeah, Hashtag, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. The Crazy. whole thing was very fun. And we went out to dinner later that night, and this is the first time I'm meeting Dave. It's also first time I'm meeting Dana in person. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm learning more about how they parent, and they don't watch television. Mm. I didn't see the kids, either of their two children, uh, on a device at any point in time while I was there and Dave mentioned numerous times that they just, they don't watch television and we went out to dinner. Their daughter brought this, it was, it was like a, a felt booklet. Mm. Um, and, and they're like, show Mr. Mark your, your, your pro project. And, and she opened it up and it was these different pages with, "Quote unquote," pages of felt with different cutouts and like little fireplaces, and the place where the daughter slept, the little the doll slept, and there was a kitchen that she could go into, and it was something that she made, cut out, and then sewed together. And then there was also the the, the pile of it was it was it was, a, it was a, like a bag of th- things that she had um, crocheted together. And I'm like, that's what kids do when they're not, you know prying their retinas on screens listening to peppa pig Mm. they learn to do things and i'm like oh she i could very easily see her growing up and you know making clothes how cool is that guess i mean it's probably gonna get a lot cooler as we proceed down this path and um being conscious of it and then considerate of it and and having lines in the sand or knowing what you'll what, you'll, what you're not going to compromise on, and what you will compromise on a little bit. That right there, you're, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. I would imagine that puts somebody in the top 5% uh, or, or in a very exclusive club of parents because I think most parents just, they don't want to be bothered by their children. Anything to shut them up. In a lot of ways, life is more complicated now with all this technology than it was 100 years ago. And I'm watching it because I live in, in, in a bunch of Amish around a bunch of Amish people, okay? They're not fat. They're not stressed out. Their whole vibe is different, dude. Mm. Their whole vibe is different. You get around them and it's it really is, they're way more in parasympathetic nervous system response than the average knucklehead anywhere in quote-unquote our society. And you get in there and you like, um, so the first time I I bought a cow share, um, I got invited into Amos's house. And I didn't know that that was a big deal. Um, I've been I got invited in three times, and I went back and told my stepmom, my second mom, same thing. Yeah, I went in and sat down, and we signed the contract at Amos's. Um, at this kitchen, she's like, "You went in the house?" I was like, "Yeah." And to try, I mean, you get around him; it's just this. <laughs> so the average person, the average family, the average home is in a way more upregulated state than we have been historically speaking. This is just me, my observation, my lens, I see the world through. And and when it comes to parenting or influencing, and everybody, just, just so you know, I, I was a former elementary school sports teacher. I have a degree in education. I come from an education background. I've been in, um, and that was before I got into uh, the language work and lifted. I turned 17 years old, professionally speaking, two days ago. I've been doing this one thing full time for 17 years, which is staring at words and stories and breath. Um, And I can tell you a little bit more about that background because, you know, why should I listen to this person? So I I do, I think about education a lot, um, like a lot, a lot. And when it comes to the inheritance that we're giving to our kids, because There's way more to inheritance than hopefully a little bit of cash Mm. when the parents croak. No, there's a lot more to it. And one of the main things is breathing, how we breathe. We inherit our
1: parents' breathing patterns. That's powerful. That right there is powerful. So not to interrupt you, but I just want to interrupt you because that's fucking huge, man.
0: Dude, if if, if the people, if you get that one thing, then listening to this podcast was worth your time. Mm. And we've had... Only only exclusively five-star feedback from people that spend time around children, whether it's their children or, mm. or people that, you know, work with them. When they go in and they smooth out their breathing and get it low and slow, because children, you hear the children, oh, they're mirrors. They're not mirrors. They're magnifiers. Mm. Whatever we put out, they magnify it times 10. And... When well, here's, here's a good example, um, and this guy just signed up. Um, he's, he owns a CrossFit gym in Texas. I'm forgetting the 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 town's name, it doesn't matter. So he heard he listened to me talk about this same thing on Spencer Nix's podcast um, from from the Behavior Performance Institute, and he was like, "That's interesting." And then they have a second child. And they're in the, the hospital, and it was uh, you know things beeping, and it was a it was an upregulated environment. And and their four year old came in the the room um, and was bouncing off the walls. And the guy goes, "Because and that's what education does, everybody. It gives us a choice."
1: Hmm.
0: He's like, "I could say something. I could do what I've normally done." or I could slow down my rate of breathing and extend my exhales. Hmm. So when the exhale is longer than the inhale, you're going parasympathetic. And and to some degree, because we're all influencing everyone around us, especially parents to children, they're going to go parasympathetic too. And so he started smoothing out his breath and elongating his 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 exhales. And he said within about three minutes, his kid just went, and crawled up and got on his lap and like put his head on his chest and and the whole thing was done. And he goes, "I'm signing up for that damn cert." And he told me that at the end of the he did. He's he's taking the cert coming up. And um, and and then you know we're we're known as the language people and that's cool. It's nice to be known for anything. And uh, we might as well be known as the language and the breathing people because we talk about it so much. So when we're communicating, keep that in mind. And you don't have to say anything. That's one of the cool things. You can just walk into a room and start breathing. The words are low and slow. Most people are breathing high and tight. And we tailor our conversations um, very frequently to coaches. And we can take out coaching and put in communication. Anything that works, is that. am I going to say that? Most things that work... In, or, or we use in coaching, you can just take them out and apply them in, in, in everyday ordinary life. And we say that, because most people are high and tight breathers, high and tight creates the fight. Mm. Low and slow creates the flow. I'm going to do that again because it's, it's super complicated. Bring back around um, round two. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Rocket Science over here. <laughs> high and tight chest breathing. One, you're in a fight with yourself. Okay. That's an upregulated stress state. That is the demonstration of attachment. Chest breathing is the demonstration of attachment. I don't care how many books somebody's read or even written on attachment. If they're breathing in their chest, they're attached to something. Okay. Low and slow creates the flow. That's the demonstration of non-attachment. Mm. And when we, you, I'm, I'm a big fan of squiggles and sounds and words and everything. And I'm an even bigger fan of making everything okay with my breathing first and foremost. That's the seat of my coaching. That's the seat of my communication. So when I decide to make noises out of my face, they're, com- <laughs> they're coming from the right place. I deliver them well. And if you, like the, the holy grail for communication with children Three things. No, four. Low and slow breathing, which pairs very well with a slower rate of speech. Mm. You want to speak a little bit more slowly to your kids, okay? Because they're still putting together what these words and sounds mean. And um, and then you know, when you're considering your rate of speech, you're going to be more considerate about your word choice. So that's where things get a little more technical. What words to use less of and why? What words to use more of and why? Happy to go into that. And you put these three things together, excluding the word choice, and you're gonna you're in the top 0.5 percent of parents, which is low and slow breathing, slower rate of speech, and smile when you're talking to your kids. You put those three things together, and you won't. You know, I mean, that you could just take 98 percent of the whoever wrote the book, newest book on parenting books off the shelf and that's free.
1: And it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. However, the application of it might as well be in the sense of I'm going to use Lucas, his third word right now, which you heard, I think, I don't know if you heard it yet today, but you will definitely. It was um, uh, with the third, this was, this was actually his original third word, which was wow. Right. <laughs> uh, and one of the things when you're sharing that, um, you know, as a parent, as a business owner, like we are in the position of being leaders. Mm -hmm. You are a leader for your company. I'm a leader of my business. I lead men. I lead Luca. In some respects or many respects, I lead my relationship with Lauren, lead my family. However, it's damn near impossible to be an effective leader of someone else if you can't lead your own nervous system. So like what you are sharing right there about bringing the breath low and slow, slowing the speech rate down, that is how, I mean, how much of, of communication is nonverbal, is body language is how you show up. Like when you sat down, you're like, I'm grounded in my seat. And originally, like when you first said it, I was setting up over here and I took it literally. And then I was like, Oh no. Then as you started talking, I'm like, Oh, I got it. And that's such an important thing. How do you feel in your body? And what are you communicating before even a word exits your mouth? Because even with Luca, one of the things um, that people who listen to the show know this, but I, uh, I think over two years ago, I started learning Mongolian throat singing. I saw that. Bro.
0: Dennis, Dennis Morolda. <laughs> he sent me a link. You were on his
1: show. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He asked me to. Uh, I was like, dude, that's my man. I was doing Both it. Both for, for myself, I did once a week lessons for over a year. And that's it was all. just something I always wanted to fucking learn. And... And then also too, and I'll bring this into the raising of kids and everything that you're sharing right now. What I realized is like the bad advice I'm going to say that certain dads gave me was when Luca comes or the first two years, you can forget about yourself. It's not about you. It's about Lauren and him and you just provide financially and be as helpful as you can, but there's nothing you can do. And I was like, fuck that. Like I want to be present papa. Like I want to be in, you know, I want to, how about this? I want to enjoy this thing. I want to enjoy this thing. Yeah. So I was like thinking, imagining like, what can be my role with the limited experience or no experience that I had raising kids? What can I do and actually feel more of like a contributor to this guy's life, especially in the early, early time. And what I realized really quickly, because in the first few days, Lauren's sleeping, I'm taking him, bonding with him, you know, uh, skin to skin that's one level of nourishment. Mm. And then from you know the few hours of being, oh, this first night or two nights back, I started throat singing to him. And that vibration, because like my whole body vibrates. And then imagine if you have an infant skin to skin and dude now, no matter if he's, he's getting, his teeth are coming out. So he's like in full blown, what I would imagine pain mode mm-hmm. at certain times, no matter how out of sorts he is, If I bring him in and within a matter of, sometimes eight seconds, I'll time it sometimes, he's just from full blown crying like you wouldn't believe. At one a.m., I'll take him and just sing to him for a few seconds and he drops right in and almost falls asleep right away. And I think, yeah, it's the vibration. You're tuning him. Tuning him. So yeah, that's been my experience of it. And the breath is directly correlated to that. Yeah.
0: Uh, Telling a child, um, you'll never amount to anything, Mm. is also tuning them. Children will be tuned. Mm. It's just to what radio station, to what quote-unquote frequency.
1: With that said, what, you know, because all of these things amplify or stay with us as we get older, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we do, especially in the language work, is kind of like, you know, Rewriting stories which are connected mm-hmm. to emotions, which are connected to memories, and you can keep going back, sensations in the body. What can we maybe actually like? I would love just to workshop with you right now. Let's do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, so let's just take maybe, I don't know, two or three stories or phrases or anything that comes up for you what are some of the common ones that we're all told and that either someone is told to to us or unconsciously maybe we communicate to our children and what advice or can we workshop some of those uh in real time and also give people tools to work with themselves and also potentially if they're stuck and trying to work with their kids they mean well but they just don't have the tools to uh to communicate in the way that they want so
0: Specifically, what are some of the things that parents say to their kids that a lot of it's, you know, what they don't say. And again, this comes back to what you said earlier is is leading. Okay? You can do anything you want to do if you just put your mind to it. I'm going to tell my kids that, but I don't believe that about myself. How's that going to work? You think they're not going to pick up on that bullshit on some level? Mm. Or... You just need to believe in yourself more. I say that to my kid, but I don't believe in myself at all. Or just a couple, like, millimeters of a fraction of a hope of a flirtation of of a piece of confidence about my life. But I, I expect my kids to do it. Don't ever give up, even though I've given up on all kinds of stuff, especially my dreams, okay? Because I'm not worth that much, which leads me to believe that, you know, the first two years is not about me. It's all about Mm -hmm. them. You know, you need to take better care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. How about this one? Don't be so hard on yourself. I say that to my 13-year-old who's having emotional issues about, and I don't have a 13-year-old, I'm just riffing on words. Don't be so hard on yourself. I say that to them, but, you know, in the secret recesses of my mind, I'm I'm my own worst terrorist so if you want your words to matter more to the people that mean the most to you clean out your stories go in there get all Jordan Peterson about it confront the dragon get the gold Mm. and um, it's one of the reasons I do a decent job of if I'm not doing it I don't talk about it translation, if I am doing it, then that gives me, I give me the permission to talk about it. Okay. So as far as like, I don't tell people not to drink because I drink Guinness. I love that shit. Okay. And there's pros and cons to it. Um, stuff like that. And be the example, be the example of the thing that you want them to. To do. Or, or, I'm an adventurous person, okay? I've come to the conclusion that I was born that way. I didn't know that (laughs) earlier on. And when I look back at, you know, what I've been doing and how I've been living, uh, here's a fun fact about me. My name has not been on a lease anywhere on planet Earth since 2001. Hmm. If you start thinking about that, like I, I moved to Thailand, lived over there for ten years, I've been zigging and zagging since. I have an online business. Uh, freedom is ve- freedom and mobility is very important to me. Um, and and just recently, have I been you know reflecting on my life and looking back about how how important it is. No wife, no ex-wife, no children that I know of (laughs) no house, no mortgage. I have an online business. I can do what I'm doing right now, get in the truck and drive for six weeks. Um, and that kind of thing, that's being that way gives me the weight and the credibility on a, on a personal level to take my five nieces, my, my, my nieces and nephews. I did this. This is a real thing. And, um, so we we live, the family has a, 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 a farm. We're on a mile of riverfront property. It's very pretty, Slate River. And I take the nieces and the nephews, uh, and I'm going to bring this full circle about how to have more weight to your words, mm. to believe more in what you're saying, which is very important. Uh, very important. So it takes us about four hours to wade the river from A to B. And so we go and we we wade the rivers myself and Is the, taking a raft. Is that what that means? Um, no, just like, you know, when it's in the summer and the water's down a little bit, it's about knee high on average, maybe maybe waist high if it gets up a little bit higher. And I take them on this adventure. And we get into the middle of the thing. There's no, it's just, there's no anything out there. It's just in the middle of the woods. Like it looked 10,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. 100,000. And I stop them and I go, how many adults that you know use the word adventure? Mm -hmm. And they just looked at me and I looked at them and I was like, I'm not breaking contact. I (laughs) was I'm going to make this real weird. So they remember it. I know they're going to remember, remember it and they're going to remember it. remember And, and they go, none. And I go, most adults are, they're not deficient in that word. It's devoid in their, in their vocabulary. Most adults don't talk about having fun. Mm. They don't, you know, this, yeah. You're, you, you do fun stuff, man. You do cool stuff. They're not having fun. Mm. Okay. So, how am I going to tell my kid to enjoy their life when I don't enjoy mine? How am I going to do that and expect it to land? And, you know, I've got my weirdness and quirks and dark side, just like everybody. And I can talk about living an adventurous life. I have a black belt in living an adventurous life. Okay. I moved to Thailand to go up there and, razor sh- sharpen up my elbows and knees because I like danger and risk. And I ended up staying over there for 10 years. It still sounds weird to say, Mike Salemi. I lived in Thailand for a decade. Damn. Okay. And then all the other places. And so that gives me the right to talk to them about the importance of adventure. And I'm still demonstrating that. Okay, there's some things in my life I don't demonstrate at all to anybody. I'm not telling anybody, like, there's a bunch of stuff. It's like, whatever, okay? What are you going to do, be, be perfect at everything? No, but I will talk to them about having fun and going for it. Mm. And going for it. And putting yourself out there. You know about putting yourself out there. I also know about putting myself out there, which gives me the right to talk about putting our, myself out there, which helped real well when it came time to to uh, pitch BBU people because like you can Google me and see. They're like, okay, yeah, this guy does that. I'll sign up for the the thing. Um and and all five of those kids, they're like, I don't know any adult Hmm. that talks about adventure. And adventure and fun and spontaneity and being creative. Okay. Um they they're all cousins. Okay. You start plucking those words out. And things get dull. Things get dull. And when things get dull, people get dull. And and then, oh, you're, you're gonna expect your you know, let's make some good grades and grow up and get a good job. And but are you gonna enjoy your life? Mm. This is not the trial run. John Kehoe used to say that. Mind power. I don't know if he's still alive, but um, he was very influential for Adam and I back in the day, John Kehoe. Mm. And he would say, this isn't a trial run. I was taking a certification back in 2010. Again, talking about adventure. Flew down to Australia. Lived in a piece of shit camper van called, a um, um, what were those things called? Wicked camper vans. They would take a tin can on wheels and spray paint it with cool graphics and then sell it to some jabroni like that. And, and I lived in one of those vans for three months in June, July, and August, which is their winter, which was weird to begin with. Okay. And I stayed over there and took four, uh, one, two, three, four levels of this thing called holographic kinetics, which is just what out there, dude, out there, um, (laughs) And there was it was the first time I remember seeing extreme creativity in coaching. That's the thing that I, I brought out of that because the the founder was was teaching it, and I mean think think conspiracy theories meet Aboriginal wisdom and and exorcism. I'm serious. And he stopped in the middle of one of these trainings. There's a whole group of people in there, and he go, he just stopped. Everybody picked up on the silence and looked at him. He goes you all are acting like you're not going to die. There was no talk of death. There was no talk of anything. It was just complete record scratch. He's like, y'all are going to die. And you're pretending you're not. Mm. And everybody was like, (laughs) and then he just went back to the thing. And it's, that was what, 14, 15 years ago. Mm. I'm still talking about it because this is not the trial run. and, and, People, people learn things when they need to. Kids will learn the technology when they need to. What, what, and if you don't believe me, read the books Ishmael. Ishmael by Daniel Quinn and my Ishmael, especially chapters, there's 16 or 17 or 17 and 18 of, of my Ishmael. It's called School Days with a Z, one and two. And, um, and I'm, I'm, if, if I was, and I'm not going to have kids, dude. Look at the words. It's like you have ice cream or you have a cold, I'd engineer people. I'm going to engineer a little bad motherfuckers. Okay. That are playing in the dirt. Call me old fashioned. <laughs> I love saying, call me old fashioned. Kids need to play in the dirt. Dude, do you know that you've seen the, like the, the, the gyms, the um outside playgrounds, and they, they take that. That shredded rubber, yeah, yeah, and and and, dude, kids are supposed to be in the dirt, <laughs> and then and children are twenty times more likely to get blood cancer playing on those rubber things. What? Yo, yeah, look that, look it up, because they're off gassing stuff. It's off gassing. You can feel it actually. <laughs> yeah. Like that's interesting. You can to- you can smell it. You can feel it. Yeah, and then my these particular microplastics. Oh shit. Oh yeah, super dangerous. Super dangerous. So, you know, when it, what, if you want, if you want your, I mean, this isn't rocket science either. If you want your, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to be like eating Reese's peanut butter cupcakes and snorting Skittles and, and telling your <laughs> kids to, you know, improve their diet. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing make some improvements in some area of your life that's interesting to you, let them see it. And then talk to them about why you're doing it. That right there is a trillion times more effective than telling them to do something that you're not doing mm. or telling them to believe something about themselves that you're not believing about yourself.
1: Mm.
0: I, I can tell my all my nieces and nephews, you're good enough to go do whatever you want to do. You're smart enough to get in there and take some losses and make some wins and learn some things because... I'm good enough to go out there and do what I want to do. I'm smart enough to get on the path and do the thing and make some mistakes and l- hopefully learn from them and and if not I'll make them again and and make get some wins and 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 push some boundaries. Like I I, I can talk to them about that cuz I do that. And I do like you know I keep simple. I keep I keep the conversation very simple in my mind about Stuff I'm good at underthinking things no I'm serious dude I'm like really good at underthinking things it's it's a it's a it's a what is that how do I feel about it yes or no okay
1: well I think even this whole conversation it's like in the modern world quote unquote this is just a really big call back to like what I'm understanding is like it's a call back to simplicity dude like in so many different in so many different respects and even like I I want to even, I mean, this is all connected to the event, to the play. But you had said something, I think it was on point number four of kind of the, the big holy grail of, of raising kids in, in this way and leading yourself and leading kids. But you had said, smile. Like, if you genuinely, like, if you're having fun, like, that's, dude, that's so wild. Like, one of the things, and man, Luke has been such medicine in so many ways for me. And of course, Lauren, however, I'm going to just speak on my experience of it but even being with Lauren like one of her values like legit core values her navigating compass in life play is one of them huge and so just by way of osmosis of mm-hmm. being with her and being married to her it's been so inviting for myself to play more because she wants she wants someone to play with and, uh, and then with Luca like especially I do the morning shift like literally for two, three hours all we do, all we do is play. And what's interesting is like, I'm like, I'm in it fully. I'm playing with him. And then there's certain points where I like, not uh, not like disconnect, but actually like witness myself in this experience mm-hmm. and kind of like and like, holy shit, like I'm having a great time. Dude. Like I'm actually, like, this isn't a show. Like I'm, I'm definitely engaging with him, but like, I'm just thinking like when I make certain noises, he cracks up and runs away. And then it's been such a, a, a beautiful thing to like, yes, parent him, but also selfishly like play myself and genuinely smile. Like I'm smiling more and laughing more and fucking playing more now being an adult parent than I probably have since I was a young kid. And it's like the inspiration just by him being him, just by Lauren being her, it's made its way into my heart and into my body. And that piece of like genuinely smiling, like what are we communicating when we smile? Like we're having fun. Everything's safe. Like, so I want
0: to anchor that. Everything's safe and everything's okay. Mm. And if someone's breathing and smiling, like a parent is breathing and smiling, that's the resonance of everything's okay. Mm. And here's, here's some wordplay for you. If that is sustained, eventually it will sink in to the, the child that everything's okay. And eventually that translates to I'm okay, as in I'm good enough, mm-hmm. a telephobia, the fear of not being good enough. Because if I'm chest breathing and I'm sharp with my words, and that's the demonstration of everything's not okay. And if everything's not okay... Then that eventually gets into the kid, kid's subconscious, and 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 they translate that to "I'm not okay." Good luck getting that out. You can, for sure, and it's an act of Congress. I mean, you 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 help. Pe- How much of what you do is to remediate that core belief that people have that there's not okay. I'm
1: not good enough. I'd say it's ninety plus percent. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah, that's. and some, it's some offshoot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, some fraction of it. So you gifting that to your kid, that's the, I
0: could, I could argue personally and perfect that that is the, that is the foundation of them enjoying being them, which is the foundation. Cause if you're okay, then you're going to enjoy being you. And if you're not okay, you're not going to enjoy being you go forth and prosper
1: with those, with that story, son. You know, it's interesting, Mark, like one of the words that I'm going to say I learned, but definitely was reinforced in the Enlifted stuff was, you know, and I think you've even said it a few times even today being here, like the words I imagine, like when we're talking about raising kids in a, in a place where they feel safe and therefore can feel confident and stuff like that within themselves, like how much is creativity, how much is imagination squashed, dude, when it's. Like even if you did even if like take maybe the language part out of it, mm-hmm. so much of what we're talking about is even beyond that, it's uh, what role is imagination, and what is like being cultivated when the child feels safe in terms of like imagination?
0: Expansion. That's what happens. We're talking about the mechanics of breathing and imagination now, which there's you know parallel component to to the words, and it's called amygdala hijack. So when someone so, so when someone is chest breathing their vision gets very narrow and focused and myopic. When someone's breathing in their chest their vision gets 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 very narrow focused and myopic. Their listening tanks. Their their access to their their literal and metaphorical peripheral vision also known as their creativity goes way down. Okay? When someone's breathing, it's a, it's it's a zoom out, zoom in function. When someone's breathing lower and slower, and we can we can we can use an analogy here that everybody will go, oh yeah, I get that. When someone's breathing and lower, so chest breathing, zooming in, and very frequently it's zooming into the worst parts of stuff. Charlie Chaplin said it. He said, "Life viewed under a microscope, zoomed in, is a tragedy. Mm. Viewed from afar, it's a comedy." chest the uh, low and slow breathing you zoom out let's talk about sprinting versus strolling when you go out and run wind sprints what happens
1: to your your field of vision tip of the spear just just focus directly ahead pinpoint
0: what happens when you go out and you go on a slow walk
1: notice things that i haven't even noticed in a long time in a neighborhood you grew
0: up in. Yeah. You zoom out. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's it's the same mechanism. We're talking about the reticular activating system. We're talking about the lens that we see things through. And the the breath is both the accelerator and the brake and the turning signal and all those things. And then the language is the, you know, whatever that is.
1: You know what I what I'm getting also from this mark is the ability to like to with choice, the ability to, um, to use your words, the mobility and the conscious choice to switch based off of a given situation and not necessarily get stuck. Like to get stuck in upper chest, like there's going to be a time and a place where that might be serving or will serve. But if we're stuck there, like the vast majority of people, then it's like, we don't get access to this whole world outside. And so The ability to consciously, like in a fight, right? Like there's going to be a moment when you need to be relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a moment of engagement, a very like very quick, sharp movement. But if you try to muscle it or stay engaged the whole way, then literally that punch is going to move, what is it like a mile a minute or whatever it is, just incredibly slow. It's going to be telegraphed, but the ability to be fast and loose and then to engage when you want to engage like. I think that's a lot, like to have flexibility within our nervous system, to have flexibility within our breath, and to not get stuck is one, I mean, I think it's a critical part of what we're talking about. Yeah, a thousand percent.
0: It's also a critical part of the conversation about not turning into a lap dog with one tooth going sideways and three hairs and just sitting there like this. Because that used to be a wolf mm. 2,000 years ago. And through a process of domestic, when, when, an, when an animal, we're animals, and when when an animal goes through a process of domestication, the breath it it starts to get trapped in the chest, and um, then it loses its uh, innate wisdom mm. in a variety of different ways. Intuition is one of them. And 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 just taking the whole domestication thing out of it, if 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 people want to be more sensory oriented says so sensitive. And I'm not talking about the, the negative emotional constant connotation of sensitive. If you cause, cause intuition is a very real thing. Gut instinct is a very real thing. Living with your breath trapped in your chest is very noisy. There's a lot of static. Okay. And, and, and that impedes people's ability to, 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 to read the, the, the peripheral tea leaves, getting, getting breath low and slow it 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 taps us into the magic, and when a animal is goes through a process of domestication, I mean, you can it loses its innate ab- ability and wisdom to kick out stress,
1: hmm.
0: and you can see this. There's a very faint... we've we've
1: the polar bear video, oh, of trauma gosh. bear, break it down. Yeah, I know, exactly. dude. I've used yep. that
0: on we're we're 39 level ones under our belt. We've used that video on every one of our. Uh, certifications, level one certifications. And it is just look up trauma bear, polar bear, trauma bear on YouTube. And it's a video of a polar bear being, being, uh, uh, tracked and traced by a helicopter tranquilized. And even before this, this, while this thing is still out or at least immobilized, it's already starting to kick out the stress from its system. And you see, its breath trapped in its chest. It's sitting there shaking and shaking, and all of a sudden, it, it. And you see the belly breathe in and out, and then the shaking stops. And if you, well, I've watched that, not including the amount of times that we've used it in the certs, I've watched it at least a hundred times, and, and and at least twenty of those a hundred times. I've just stared at the jaw, mm. the jaw of the the the, the polar bear. It. It, 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 it opens up and, and that's, that's a form of release too. There's a lot of reasons to think more about your breathing. There's a lot of reasons to think more about your breathing. There's a lot of reasons to think more about how you identify yourself. Most of your audience is men, right? Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to think about how you identify yourself as a father, a dad. Two points on that. So you're having fun with your kid. You're having fun being a dad. Okay, that's superior than wanting to be a good dad. Mm. I've seen, it's almost a given. It's a faux positive, faux fake, faux positive, fake positive. I want to be a good dad. And if you want to make that worse, I've seen a lot of people hammer themselves over the head with that word. Okay, and if you want to make it worse, put it just in there. I just want to be a good dad, which implies that you're not. Okay, and then it's really hard to, it's, right, right. How many times you heard that? You've heard that a, I lot, kept, that a lot. I have
1: even caught myself saying that. Dude. You know, just like it's a good, keep going. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's beyond common and it's to be expected. It's as, it's as likely mm-hmm. as someone saying, I want to be a good dad or I just want to be a good dad. Uh, it's going to be of a, of a negative connotation. It's, this, it's just about as equal as someone shooting on themselves. You know, I should work out more pressure and obligation. It's coming with the word should. And, and I mean, this is, wow, it's so complicated. How, how, how will he ever understand it? The more fun that you have with your kids, like I decided I'm going to be the fun uncle and I'm going to teach him the Wu-Tang sword style. (laughs) Like every time we get together, it's kickboxing. That was that way for um, the first it was, it was just the way it was for, I'd take them out to pizza, we'd go to the arcade, and then we'd go uh, do kickboxing and um, watch UFCs. And I was, that's enough. That's enough for me to focus on that. That's good enough, okay? I'm going to be the fun uncle. And, um, and I have a fantastic relationship with all my nieces and nephews, because I've spent quality time with them sharing something that I'm very passionate about. What I'm 47 years old. And what I've noticed is that parents and kids that had fun with each other when they were young, they have way better relationships when they grow up. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, way better relationships. Good luck. It can be done. And that's a tough one to repair. Childhood wasn't fun. Adolescence wasn't fun but I'm going to grow up and I'm going to enjoy them when we're both adults. That's a poignant truth. And my advice is to be a fun dad Hmm. as opposed to a good dad. Don't worry about being a good dad. Be a fun dad. You know why? Because it's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier to get fun on the calendar. How are you going to get good on the calendar? (laughs) How are you going to get good on the calendar? No, that's exactly what I do with people when they say that. I have them, I just want to be a good dad. Great, write that down. You know how much easier it is to think about your thinking if you want to get all Alan Watts about it once the words are written down? At least a thousand times easier because there they are, you can see them. I just want to be a good dad. Cool, write that down. Huh? Yeah, that sentence. I just want to be a good dad. Read it back to me. (sighs) I just want to be a good dad. How's it feel to say that? So we're slowing down the story. Rock solid rule of thumb when it comes to story, the faster the story goes, the harder it is to change. Mm. And the fastest way, look at the words, folks, the fastest way to slow down the story is to write it down, externalize it, because then we can look at the words. I just want to be a good dad. How's that feel? Cool. Scratch out the word just. I want to be a good dad. How's that feel? <sighs> you hear the breath unlock. Uh, uh, different. Which do you prefer? Oh, the one without the just. Why? I don't know. It, it just feels better. Cool. Scratch out the one. Uh, 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 scratch out the good and put in fun. I want to be a fun dad. It goes up <laughs> at the end. It's called up talk. Now they're questioning the statement because very. Re- how how often do you hear people say, "I want to be a fun dad." Mm-mm and then you then okay cool say it say it without the uptalk i want to be a fun dad starts to socialize and then you're like which do you prefer well fun why cuz it's 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 better okay and then you start getting specific what's fun what is fun for you share your pa- you know we 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 inherit our 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 parents breathing patterns we, we inherit their fears. We, inherit, we, we learn their fears. Mm. We also inherit and learn their passions. Okay? How often does someone get into something because the person that was teaching them was really excited about it? That's, that's, that's part of the magic that I bring to the Enlifted trainings is that I am authentically 159% a goon for the word stuff. I find it fascinating. I fell in love on day one when I first saw it, and I wake up and I'm like, "Damn, that's cool. That's cool. I, cools an opinion. I know that, and that's very real. And it's part of the reason why lifted is working. and And so, you know, you can get fun on the calendar. What's fun? Well, you know they they you know they like to go to the beach. I did this three weeks ago. What beach? Um, uh, Huntington Beach. Cool. What, uh, what next month? Because the guy had them every other month or, or the, every other weekend. Um, how, what weekends do you have them in next month? Well, the second and fourth, which one of those would work better? Uh, the second. Cool. Um, do you want to do that? Yeah. What'll happen if you do? Well, we'll, we'll have a good time. And when you're having a, when you're having a good time, opportunities will present themselves to teach about whatever it is. And it usually doesn't need an emancipation proclamation or a declaration of independence or a war and peace level message about a thing. Okay. Go take them out in the woods, wade a river and spend 30 seconds talking about the word adventure and know that it's stuck. Okay. And then, and then, and then the guy, he was like, okay, wrote it in his calendar, second weekend and blah, blah, blah. We're going to uh, Huntington beach. And I'm like, how old are the kids? 12 and 14. Cool. Send him a text that that's happening. And he did. And in about 30 seconds after that, he got a message back and they're like, ah. I'm like, you keep doing that. And that'll solve 89% of the everything that you got going on. Have fun with your kids. Be a fun dad. Be a fun mom because if you're having fun, you're smiling more and you're breathing more and they're going to pick up on that too. Abracadabra. Rants and tangents, dude. I go on them professionally.
1: Oh, man. Uh. Well, before we wrap this up, Mark, this has been fucking awesome and one of the things that I really value and appreciate about the way that you lead the coaches and, and this is just a, even a reminder for me is just like like on this theme of have fun. Have fun now. Dude. Like the, 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 when I think about the enlisted method or how you lead this and how you basically live, it's incredibly practical. It's incredibly simple. And it gives people the ability or empowerment or whatever you want to say to act now. The amount of action that people take on the calls that you get out of session, like send a text. When? Right now. So instead of waiting to have fun, having fun right now, putting it on the calendar. Who do you need to talk to? When are you going to talk to them? Like all of these things, it's like oftentimes in coaching sessions in the past, it was like, okay, when they get off the call, there's going to be, but you can take action. Literally, how long did that take to ask them those questions? Zero. Three was, minutes, it, Yeah, like literally two minutes. And so- You can create these shifts just getting the words on paper, which literally takes to put that one sentence. I am a good dad, literally takes three seconds, four seconds, immediate shift, immediate shift, immediate shift. And then you stack all of these immediate shifts, or you stack this, and then you add it over days and weeks and months. And then you add in the breath and everything that we talked about, the smile. And just like you know, in martial arts or in any type of fighting, it's repetition is the mother of all skill and especially when there's intentionality in the repetition so if we're just intentional about how we're reading the simplicity the practicality and then putting it into action like that is solid you could you could put solid anything after that but i'm gonna say that's solid parenting in light of our discussion so thank you brother and as we wrap is there anything i mean there's been so much gold on this one is there anything that you want to drive home even more you want to summarize or Anything that you want to leave people with? Listen to this show twice. Hmm.
0: Because you get your head around the breathing better and thinking about your thinking and, you know, all of the different things that are inheritances. How about just the difference between being a good dad and being a fun dad? (sighs) Listen to that one twice just for the sake of listening to it twice. That's it. That's it. And, and, and enjoy your, enjoy your, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life, man. You know, um, this was right before I moved to Thailand. The, the, the business survived. My dad's stores survived and they were on the ropes because, uh, Wawa and Sheets came in. Mm. These were some, these are, and they just leveled. Wawa is um, uh, uh, a juggernaut on the East Coast of convenience stores. And Sheets is right there with them. And they moved in around 2000 and leveled the, 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 the mid-level, that's what my dad was, playing field um, of convenience stores. So I'm about to move over to Thailand and my sister's is a hot mess and my mom had passed a few years earlier and and um, and my dad and I were out by the barn and he just looked at me and he goes, son, you could live your life. I was like, okay. It's one of those father-son moments. And, uh, yeah. So, enjoy yourself, everybody. Because people are watching. Little people are watching.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah, my pleasure. And, uh, where, or when, actually, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely connect people in the show notes on how to get linked up with you and we'll share all that for sure. When is the next, just curious, when is the next in lifted Level 1 course? We have... Because this will come out in a few
0: days. Oh, fantastic. We have um, two more certifications. We were going to run six in, uh, in 2024, uh, three in Q1 and three in Q3. And um, uh, we're running four, four in Q1 and four in Q3 because we're just, we're getting a lot of good press these days. And if people want to learn this stuff, we're going to teach them. We've sold out two. There's two more certs, start groups that are available uh, in March. March 20th is one start date and March 27th is one start date. They're nine weeks long. I, I, uh, teach all of our trainings live. Um, and on top of everything else, they're fun and super badass. Ten people per cert. Um, and I said this to Paul Check Our, our, our second show with him drops next week. Awesome. Yeah, which is very cool. So he was inquiring about our certifications. And I told him how we run them, which is, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, one of the co-founders have been lifted. I'm the head coach, I've been lifted. And, uh, and I deliver all of our trainings and I deliver all of our trainings live to small groups. And, and he, he, he looked at me and he's like, why? Because we could scale this thing. Mm. We could scale this thing. We know we could scale this thing. And the matter of fact is that in, and I'll argue this one till the meteor strikes. In my personal and professional opinion, you can't make bad, we're in the badass coach making business. You can't make badass coaches with 230 people on a certification, watching self-paced videos with mm-hmm. a check-in with an assistant twice a week. That's not how it's done. And this is, yes, fine. We call it coaching externally because that's what you know people understand. And this is more than that. This is an art. This is a craft. this is a practice. and we appreciate it, approach it, and teach it as such. And that's why there's ten people per level one, small group. I teach all of the classes. The classes are all live because I, I most people would pay not to do this this work. if you think about it, oh, you want me to pick up that heavy ass pen and write down the scary stories and 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 feel things. Let me get my checkbook. How much not to do that? <laughs> and these are people that are showing up to do that because level ones are, as you know, equal parts personal and professional development. There will be tears. We are going in there. Mm. And um, these people are showing up to do that, to learn to do that with other people and do it all and 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 go through the process of of, of learning how to do it by going through it themselves. These are weird people. <laughs> And I want to hang out with them because they're the right kind of weird. That goes back to adventurous, okay? Pick up that heavy-ass pen and go get the go get the dragon stories and put them on paper. That's adventurous. That's courageous. And cool. I know, again, I know cool is an opinion. So if you want to know more about the certs, go to enlifted.me.
1: That's our website. And click the magic button. You'll see it. Well, dude, it's been one of the... And Lauren's gone through it as well, which is, I mean, been an incredible asset to our relationship as well. But just want to anchor in the, the power in the simplicity and the practicality and the usability and of the method is fucking solid. Like so much in this inner work world, like it can get, can get really like convoluted and like the ability to simplify things and reproduce it and to use it in so many different areas, it's freaking awesome. And also, too, you give how long is the level one now? Nine weeks. Nine weeks, yeah. That's what I thought. So that was eight or nine weeks. There's enough time. Because like this stuff, like it takes time. That's to, correct. I mean it's very simple. Like, don't get me wrong, like it's actually crazy simple. It's comically simple. Comically simple. And there's incredible depth to it but you have enough time in the container, whatever you wanna call it, to practice, get feedback, get coached, coach others, see translations, notice your own, apply it to your life, come back. So that was another thing that I think is so helpful that it's like, it's very simple. Like literally you could teach it in almost minutes and you have enough time. And that's really what I think creates the depth of change. So brother, thank you so much for being a friend. Man, there, yeah, there's so much I could say, um, and how you supported me, and you know very well what I'm talking about in uh, in my relationship and in life. So, dude, I'm so happy, and I'm so happy tomorrow I get to spend some time with you and oh, yeah. actually share with you, um, you know, other aspects of what but I love, your expertise. Yeah, so other other
0: aspects of other areas of that you've well, mastered, man. I mean, I I told uh, uh, a number of people that. You're our kettlebell coach now, and they're like, oh, and I don't want to go, yeah. <laughs> we got Mike to let me in our corner. <laughs> Just watch what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and shout out to to Dave and Dana Schmidt. Oh. Um, yeah, they're fantastic hosts, and um, they have rave reviews for, you know, you and all the things. So,
1: We'll be sipping on some bone broth,
0: dude. Yeah, dude. I'm going to bring it tomorrow. <laughs> I left it. I left it. It's in the fridge. It's in the fridge, in glass,
1: so... Awesome, brother. Well, thank you again so much, my man. Pleasure. Hell yeah. Have a good one, everybody. Much love. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path. And I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.